Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to Be The Change, a podcast of conversations with true visionaries who are creating new paradigms for a healthier planet and society. I am your host, Christine Demick, and my work is in finding real solutions to the biggest problems we face today, climate crisis, capitalism, social injustices, and our failing health. There are amazing humans out there that have answers, and it is my mission to have their voices heard. Together, we can raise consciousness and create a just and equal society. Together, we can be the change. everyone. So it's Christine here. And I just wanted to thank you for listening. It's been a minute, right? I haven't taped an episode for a year. I needed to take some time off and think about the podcast, what I wanted to do, and also start thinking about how I can make it financially viable to do. Each episode cost me between $75 and $100 to produce. I pay that out of pocket. I don't have advertisers. I don't really want to go out and find advertisers. Unless, of course, it's something I truly believe in. I want to keep the integrity of the podcast and for everyone to know that, you know, there's no um, ulterior motive behind it. So anyhow, with that said, taping this episode, this is my 50th episode you're about to listen to, season seven. I can't believe I've done 50 of these. I'm very proud of the work and I've learned so much. And I wanted to offer an idea out there and see what people think. I'm going to produce Be The Change t-shirts, and I would love to send you one with a donation of $50. And with every $50 donation, I will send one t-shirt, and if you donate $100, you will get a t-shirt and that episode, one episode, dedicated to you and your name mentioned on air and blasted out everywhere so everyone can know that you're a change maker and that you're here helping me make this happen. I have lots of exciting guests that I'd love to bring to you this season and I would just appreciate your support. So thank you if you can. And if you can't, no worries. I hope you keep listening. Uh, If you do want to help, you can like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts that does move it up in the algorithm. And who knows, then maybe some dream advertiser will reach out and then we can make that connection. Or if you know of any, send them my way. So enjoy the next episode. It is with a young woman whose name is Addison Mayer. Addison is 10 years old and I met her on Instagram and she is a force and wonderful and does so much activism and advocating on behalf of others. And her and her mom came on and it was just a joy. So I hope you enjoy it. And there's more to come. And this season's focus will be on how we can be the change. And it's kind of working with my next book, which is we don't have a climate problem, we have a human problem. And that's something else I've discovered in the past year and we'll be exploring in this podcast why humans don't change, because every problem we have can be solved if humans would just get out of their own way. So that's it. Peace to everyone. I love you. Thank you again for listening. If you would like to donate, you can reach out to me at christinedemick at gmail.com. That's christinedemick at gmail.com. And 
and I can send you the link. So thank you again and everyone be well. I am so excited to have my next guest on for my 50th episode and seventh season of Be The Change, Addison and Jen Mayer. Addison is an activist and fights tirelessly on behalf of you and me for clean water, gun control, LGBTQ plus rights, protecting our books from being banned, and campaigning for local and state representatives. And did I mention Addison is just 10 years old? Addison joins me with her mom, Jen Mayer, also no stranger to activism. Jen's parents were both on their city's local city council, and she grew up campaigning for her own mom. So no surprise, it turns out that their ancestry is filled with political people. I am so excited to have them both on today and to help us find out how we all can be the change as a family and make a difference in our own communities. Everyone, please welcome a future president of the United States, Addison Mayer, and first mom, Jen Mayer, to Be The Change podcast. Welcome, both of you. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, thanks for having us. It's great to have you here. And Addison, I mean, all right, come on. 10 years old, and look at all that you've done. You know, we met on Instagram, so we both follow each other's work. And we had so many thoughtful conversations. And it would be about environment and social justice. And I wanted you and I want your mom to know what an inspiration you are to me. You may not know it, but your work has encouraged me to continue on. And oftentimes when I felt like I couldn't go on any further, because this work is hard, right? It's not like it's just, you know, it's all butterflies and rainbows, right? (laughs) That we're protecting, right? It's really difficult. So. I want to thank you for that, Addison. I just, I really want to thank you and for being the change. And I'd also let, I'd love for everyone to know what started you in being an activist. My autistic brother not being able to get what he needs. And my mom was on the phone for hours trying to get him therapy and she couldn't get it because we made too much money. Because you made too much money. Tell me a little bit about that. I suspect that when you say you made too much money, that it probably wasn't like because you're multi, multi millionaires, right? Okay, right. <laughs> Mom's shaking her head now. And I don't know. They, they did tell me that I was financially wealthy, and I was just like, "Are you looking at the right bank account? Because uh, <laughs> we barely pay our bills." Like. Okay. Exactly. And yeah. so your mom was Jen. You were on with the state basically yeah, trying to um, get they kept denying him for you know like medicaid you know just to help pay for you know i mean he sees five different doctors a gastro a neurologist a psychologist a psychiatrist and then his regular doctor and then we added an allergist in and it's a lot and when you're on you know through the state of florida you either pay 20 bucks a month and everything's covered or you pay 240 a month and nothing's covered that's the transition you make what yeah, it's, what's it's, that? it's tell me yeah. what's that? Is that Medicaid? Yep. That is Florida Medicaid for a disabled person. So why is it twenty dollars or two forty? What's the difference? So if you make fifty-five thousand dollars a year for a family of four, <laughs> you pay twenty dollars a month and everything's covered. You don't even pay anything out of pocket at all. But as soon as you make fifty-five thousand and one dollar, you pay two forty a month, and absolutely nothing's covered. No therapy services. Take the insurance. It's a mess. 
Okay. So, I mean, anywhere, Florida, anywhere people say, well, you know, the the standard, I'm in New York City and maybe the cost of living is less there. Maybe, maybe not. But 55,000 is nothing for a family of four. Milk today, eggs, everything. And we go to the grocery store and, and, you know. Not even that. If you own your home in the state of Florida, we're paying, my mortgage literally went up $400 a month just because of my homeowner's insurance. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Why? Because my governor would rather take money from them and give them breaks and and charge the rest of us. I see. So Addison, so you saw your mom struggling on the phone and having to go through this hours and hours. And what did you say to yourself? I'm going to help? I think that's when I started to develop in my mind what actually was going on. Yeah. I mean, at this point, she was three. Yeah. You were three years old? Yeah. yeah. So she was three when the first Women's March happened. And I literally can still remember her standing in my kitchen. And she saw something on TV about it. And she's like, we need to go to that. And I'm like, why? I, I want to be there. And I'm like, do you even know what this is? And she goes, yeah, I know what it is. She's like, it's against that orange guy. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, guess, I guess she figured it out. Because I've always tried to be very open with my kids. I never try to push how I feel about something on them. You know, if she has a question, we research it. We look it up. I never tell her how I feel about it. Yeah. Because I want her to come to her own conclusion. But I also always tell her, you may learn new facts and you might change your mind about something. And that's okay, too. That's right. I think that's, Addison, that's one of the things that I was was struck by you. And also, Jen, by you as a mom, that how Addison really owns who she is. She really stands in her own power and she knows who she is. And I know many people well into their 60s who don't know who they are. So that's a beautiful thing that your mom has instilled in you. How how do you think you did that, Jen? Um, I mean, I really just let her be herself. I mean, she's six when she asked me what an abortion was. Like she saw it on TV and she's like, what's an abortion? And I'm like, okay, I wasn't planning on having this conversation at this early in life, but you know... I can give you facts and then you can make up your own mind about how you feel about this. I mean, I'm a very pro-choice person. She's probably more pro-choice than I am, but as my mom says, that's how it's supposed to be. But I always let her think for herself. I think it's really important that we as parents, especially today, let our kids think for themselves because like, look at Florida schools. They don't want these kids thinking about anything. They want to tell them how to feel and what to do and what to read. Yeah. And I think that you hit it there is that that we somehow stop listening to our kids and we think that we know more, we know better. And I have tried and, you know, my husband and I both in raising our son is to always give him a seat at the table, mm-hmm. no matter what his age. Now, obviously, you know, we're not going to let him run around with a blowtorch at the age of five, no. but <laughs> that's far and few in between. Unlike some people who let their kids run around with guns at the age of five. So I think that, you know, my son has always had, he also has a a deep sense of self and I'm proud of that. And I think we need more of that and let our kids be able to think for themselves. And uh, generally they can teach us something. You know, Addison, so what did you end up doing on behalf of your brother? Were you able to get more benefits? Was there anything that you were able to do? Not really, because there wasn't that much going on at that point for on the spectrum kids. Yeah. And you were three. I mean, yeah. Yeah. How old is your brother now? 
He's 14. He's 14. And how is he doing? Um, He's okay, but it would be a lot. I think it would help him if he actually did have therapy. If he did. And it's still unobtainable. Do you mean uh, physical therapy, mental therapy, both? It's um, applied behavior analysis. It's basically somebody who comes in and teaches me how to work with him and him to work with me. Okay. Uh, We had it for probably about six years, but now that he's starting to go through puberty, I think that it would be a great thing, especially since I homeschool him. And they they stopped when he turned to a teen. So or? I can get it. And I'm actually, my husband just started a new job out at Kennedy Space Center. So we have much better insurance now. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping that I'll be able to, our insurance we had last year, it would have cost me $20,000 out of pocket to get him therapy. And I was just like, where am I supposed to pull that from? Yeah. Like, you know. It's amazing what insurance is you know, and what it gives you and then how much we actually pay into it. It's criminal, really. I'm with you on that. I had a guest on, her name is uh, Laverne Russian and her son, Matthew, is autistic and he was incarcerated. He had a car accident and left the scene of the accident because he was scared and then had stopped and realized, right? And so he's, functioning, able to drive. He was going to his job. But then the police really treated him unfairly. And he was in jail for three years. And fortunately, she was able to get him out. But now she's trying to get him exonerated so he doesn't have a criminal record. But the misunderstanding of people with autism and other mental disorders is honestly criminal. Mm-hmm. And so they say that we need more mental health, but yet they don't give us any access to it. I'm mm-hmm. sorry to hear that. And I do hope that this new job that your husband has will allow him and you to to get those benefits to help him because it certainly, is he functioning? Is he able to? He's kind of like right in the middle. Okay. Because okay. in Florida, you have to have your child reevaluated for autism every three years to make sure that they're still autistic. Oh, I see. Okay. Because, so, you know, it, it goes away. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it hasn't gone away, unfortunately. No. I mean, I, it was just another loop for them to make parents jump through, really, because they don't want to help you. Yeah. But at the same time, when he turns 18 and he starts collecting SSI because he's not a functioning adult, they're going to complain about him. And I'm like, you could have helped him when he was younger to That's become right. a functioning adult and you didn't want to. That's right. Provided him with the care he needs right now, which is essential, which could make the difference from him to be middle to high functioning. Right. Yeah. Okay. Addison. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm understanding why you got into this activism game, but now I'm wondering what keeps you in it. And so you had this with your brother and you found that it didn't, it actually, you haven't been able to really turn things, you know, to help. I'm not saying that it isn't helping that you're speaking out on his behalf, but by changing laws, et cetera. So what keeps you going? I just want to get my brother what he needs. And I also have a lot of LGBTQ friends that need what they can't, some of them can't get what they need. And it, I can't explain it. What, so what do her, they need? One of her best friends is transgender. Yeah. Okay. And they would like to have a transitional operation. Is that it? Or just care or hormones or just, the, the, just I to think be? Just the hormones. Yeah. 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 
and Dempsey just really wants to be her, her. Okay. And so at this moment, your friend's unable to get the care that they need? Yeah. Yeah. And so you go out and I know when you fight on their behalf, is there anything that you're particularly proud of that you've fought for? Um, I was saying when we get back, you know, we'll be on Manatee Watch again. What did we just win in Titusville? We won the right to clean water. Finally, they've been fighting for it for a long time. So back in November of last year, the residents of Titusville, Florida, 83% of them voted to have a right to clean water. So Titusville, Florida, we have Kennedy Space Center. We have a lot of pollution, a lot of PFAS, PFAS, water and stuff down here. And we want the people who pollute our water to clean it up. Yes. We feel that our tax dollars shouldn't have to go to that. If you pollute no. it, you need to clean it. 83% of the people voted yes for it. And the city of Titusville took it to court twice to try to get, knock it down and lost both times. So you won. Yeah, so we finally yes. won. Congratulations. That's huge. That's huge. Is it now officially a law? Has it been signed into law? I don't think they've signed it in yet, but I'm hopeful okay. that they've lost their second court case. It was literally just a couple of days ago that they lost their second court case. So, Okay. It's unbelievable. So here's what we're dealing with, right? So it's, I find it unbelievable that we have to fight for clean water. I recently, you may have seen, I posted a picture of myself. Did you see me in the bee costume by any chance? Lately, all I see is birds, and I'm always like, oh, these poor birds. Yeah, so that's one of my causes here. But our governor, Hochul, we have a bill called the Birds and Bees Act, and it would ban a class of pesticides called neonics. And neonics are widely used, and they have been shown to cause the collapse of bee colonies. They have been shown to harm humans. It is in, they've found it in fetuses. And it also kills the birds. They're seeds that are wrapped in pesticides. So as the plant grows, the pesticide is growing up in it. But should a bird eat that seed, they instantly die, right? And so you would think it was passed by our House and it was passed by our Senate unanimously. It's sitting there on Governor Hochul's bill on her desk, the bill sitting on her desk. And she has until the end of December to sign it. And if she doesn't, then it just goes away. And I am just so livid and so furious that she's not signing it. And I can't understand why. And those are times when I feel like giving up. And I imagine that you understand that. What do you tell yourself when you get to that moment? Like you feel like it's just not working. What makes you still keep getting up and going and doing it? Just everything that's going on. Women don't have rights to their own body. LGBTQ people can't get what they need. People on the spectrum don't get ABA therapy or whatever kind of therapy that they need. So you feel feel like we kind of just keep going because we feel like if at least we know when we're at those protests, we have our people are with us. You know what I mean? Like our support system is there. Yes. Because we definitely, I mean, I moved here from New York. So why did you do that, Jen? (laughs) So in 2008, when we moved here, the economy collapsed. I lost my job and I just had a baby. And my husband was an electrician and he also got laid off because nobody was building anything at that point. So 
my mom had just bought a foreclosure house down here in Florida and I just had her first grandchild. And she was like, you know what? If you move down here, I have the house. And so there you go. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, okay. I guess I'll move to Florida. They voted for Obama. We should be fine. Yeah. (laughs) And it's the Space Coast. People who send stuff into space. I mean, they've got to be liberal, right? Right. This is the reddest area I've ever lived in my life. Yeah. These people send people into space, but they do not believe in science. During COVID, it was a nightmare. Yeah. And that was honestly, that was the first, I was like, I'm going to have to homeschool my children. I'm not going to have another choice. So... Here, here because it was just everyone was they didn't believe in vaccines they didn't believe in masks they believed in nothing here okay yeah that's got to be quite difficult that has to be quite know. difficult do you feel like an orange amongst all these apples you know i did it first but then i kind of was like you know what we have to do something so let me look up my local democrats and i just slowly worked my way in and found my people and the people who used to run it who have now moved to Pennsylvania because they needed to get out of this state, you know, but they took her right in. She was saying the pledge at every meeting. Like they were great with her. Wonderful. So tell me, what are some of the things that you do on a daily basis, Addison? What's your checklist when you get up in the morning? I'm going to be the change today. So what do you get up and do? What do we do? Most days we go down to the boat ramp. Yeah, we go down to our local boat ramp that's a couple minutes away. And um, we clean up and sometimes we find dead fish in the boat ramp part of it. And when Hurricane Ian came, right? Ian? Ian, Nicole. Nicole. Nicole was pretty bad too, yeah. The boat ramp was flooded. Oh, Okay, But we go down there often, too, because especially this year when the water starts getting colder here, the manatees come there because it's right by a power plant that produces warm water, which is actually part of the reason why they're dying. Yeah. So they come over there. Now you're we go down there. We go down there basically and like we'll call in like, you know, this manatee's in distress. Can you please come and get it? And I can tell you nine out of 10 times when we call FWC and tell them there's a manatee in distress, they don't come. They don't come here. No. And their trucks are literally right across. They're like two, three minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. And they still don't come. And why do you think that is? They don't care. Yeah. I mean, there was a point two years ago where we would go down there and there'd be five dead manatees roped up to the dock. Oh. Because they would go out and pick them up and then tie them up here. And then a truck would come and get them and take them to the landfill. It's hard. Um, for a little while, they were tying them up. They were putting them on an island out there. But then a bunch of us, it's a local group. It's called Fight for Zero Brevard. Mm-hmm. And um, what's that again? Fight for Fight Zero for Brevard? Zero. Yep. They got kayaks and they went out and figured out where they were dumping them and took pictures and, and put it out to the public. Because here in Florida, they don't like to tell you what's going on. No. So I remember going to protests about the right to clean water. And we would be standing there with our signs, you know, fix our water they're dumping sewage in it and you people are swimming in it yeah they were literally pushing dead horseshoe crabs out of the way so that their children could go in the water yeah oh yeah and i'm just like who pushes dead things out of the way and then says go ahead yeah. kid go on in and i'm like oh okay who does that yeah yeah is, is this a lake it's the indian river lagoon okay and because you all are in Orlando, so it's it's kind of, it's landlocked, isn't it? We actually live in Brevard County. Um, oh, okay. So we're probably about 
13 minutes from Kennedy Space Center. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're along the water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I know you like to go to Disney and that happens to be one of my favorite places as well. And people find that interesting because Disney could be considered maybe, you know, a little bit fake, right? Not reality. But I think that's part of the reason why I like it is um, (laughs) because it can just get away from reality. That's right. That's right, Addison. And I would always take our son there. We would vacation there. I can't tell you how many times it was our annual vacation. And we would go there and everything was perfect for those 10 days that we were there. And so, and I was a big fan of Epcot and yeah. And now even Disney's under attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Even Disney. Well, supposedly Ron DeSantis starting this feud with Disney saved America. I, I didn't I get don't the know, article. Right? It did just come out. And I was like, what? So here's the question then. Why do you think people keep voting for these people? You know, that is a great... They probably yeah. don't do their research because... My Nona, she asked me who to vote for, and um, I take the oh, the what, sample ballot, the sample ballot, and I fill it out for her so that she can take it and know who to vote for. Okay, and this is your mom, Jen. Yeah, I'm yeah. writing I mean, my last year on the ballot. Addison literally interviewed everybody running for office. So you interviewed them for what? For my so that I could know who to endorse. Okay. And you go around and you campaign. Do you knock on doors? Yes. You do. Okay. And do you feel that you've made a a big difference in getting uh, people aware of your candidate? Yes. How many doors did we knock when I was Mel's campaign manager? So in 2018, Addison (laughs) was a campaign manager at five. Okay. We knocked almost 2,000 doors. Wow. Yeah. That's if incredible. Like have a, if you don't like to have a life, Addison makes a great campaign manager. Right. <laughs> um, because I was making her skip or run to the houses. Yes. Oh, and okay. Started a turf with Addison. You finish it. She doesn't care what time it is. She doesn't care if you're hungry. It's we you're gonna get it done. And we need to. Yeah, we need we to knock and talk and to we, as many people as we can. And this is yeah. yeah. And and I'm just like, oh, thankfully I'm the driver. Like. <laughs> Well, it's that kind of determination that will get you to be the change. It will also probably get you into the White House. So good for you, Addison. Good for you for staying the course. I would love to know, Jen, you you said to me before that you have a history that you did Ancestry.com for a school project yep. and found that you actually have a history of people in politics. Tell me about that. We do. Actually, it goes all the way back to like Mary, Queen of Scots. You're yeah. kidding me. Oh, yeah. Were they on the right side of history, the wrong side of history, or the? <laughs> well, Mary Queen of Scots is like my great, 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 you know, many greats uh, right. mother. But I thought that it was really neat just to see, like, because I always wondered, like, where did my family get it from? Like, I grew up with a single mom and we lived with my grandparents. And I remember being a kid and, you know, we would vote together as a family. In New York, the polls are open until nine o'clock. Yeah. And, Everybody would get home from dinner and me, my mom and my grandparents, we would all go vote together. Okay. I, as a kid, got to go in and I got to push the little levers down and, you know, I got to help them do their vote, all three of them. So I always knew how they voted. But when I registered to vote, my mom never told me you have to be a Democrat or else. And honestly, when I was 18, I registered as an independent. But it was neat to see that it went back further than that because I thought maybe it was just my mom and my grandparents. But clearly we, you know. 
Well, I wanted to ask you, Addison and and Jen, for that matter, what would you recommend to other families out there? But most importantly, what I've found is that not everyone gets involved. Why is it so important to get involved and to make that effort to be active? For me, I think it's important for me to show her that you have to stand up for people, especially people that you love, but not even that, but for yourself. Like, I grew up with a right to my body. I have since then had a full hysterectomy, but I had to fight to get that. I had stage three endometriosis, went to two different doctors who refused to help me and just told me what I was dealing with was normal. And I finally had to go to that next doctor and be like, I'm sorry, but this is not normal. I have two young kids. Somebody needs to fix this. And come to find out, I also had PCOS on top of it. And my doctor, my first doctor, didn't even tell me I had anything wrong. And she just said, all your tests came back normal. When I went to my third doctor, my third doctor's like, well, you have endometriosis. That's what's wrong with you. And I'm like, I have endo what? I don't even know what that is. And she's like, you've been to two other doctors besides me and nobody told you? Oh, but this is a problem. Like, It is. You can't just brush things off just because I'm a female. Yes. I had a right to have an abort, not that I ever had one. And I don't know if I ever would have. I was never in the spot, but I had the right to do it. Yeah. I now have a daughter who doesn't have a right to make that choice for herself. And that's the part that I'm like, because for a while there, I was like, we live in Florida. This is absolutely useless. What are we doing? We never win. So, I mean, I did I have a whole period of time where we stopped canvassing here and we did go to Orlando a lot because they at least went over there. And I needed to show her when you do hard work, you do win sometimes. Right. Because here in Brevard County, we almost never win. But for me, I just think it's important, especially to teach her those values that you fight for the people that you love and you care about. But not even that, we have to fight for our own rights because the things that they're taking away at this point are just crazy. That's right. Yeah. I mean, our school board met last week and tried banning another 200 books. And did it pass? So it didn't pass. They're going to bring it back up again. And I'm like, yeah. But it will pass. It will pass. Our school board here in Brevard County is completely run by Moms for Liberty. Moms for Liberty was started in Brevard County, Florida. Just We only have one Democrat on the school board, and she is looking to run for state Senate. I don't think she's doing that anymore. Oh. Yeah. So we well, have, one. yeah, we have one. You know, I think it's not even about being a Democrat or a Republican at this point. I think it's just about being a human being. And in my research and in my work, And what also people who are into controlling other people start in education. That's why they want to ban those books, Addison. They want to erase it. They don't want you to have that knowledge. Whether, you know, even some of them are just ridiculous, right? And I see that behind you. Behind you, you have all the banned books, which is good for you. Because it's just ridiculous, like what they're even thinking of banning, right? For me as a parent, if my kid has a book in their hand, I'm winning. Yeah. Exactly. If your kid wants to read a book, okay, they might have questions afterwards. You as a parent, wouldn't you rather have that conversation with them than some idiot that knows nothing? That's right. And I think what's crazy to me is that people, so once, let's say we do ban all these books and we get all this and it's all under control, the people who lose are them. It's us. You know, they don't even see it. It's like they're actually under control of this organization. Like, I don't even know what the Republican Party is or all these people on the far right, right? Mm-hmm. But they're actually being manipulated by them and they don't even see it. And it's hard. It's hard because 
I have a painting in my living room that my friend made, and it says, we all want the same thing. And we do. You know, we want homes and roofs over our head. We want a warm bed to sleep in and a soft pillow for our head and for our children and for our families to be fed. And there you go. And it's not much more than that. So I don't know, but I thank you for going out there and being the change in one of the hardest states in the country to do so. I mean, it's to the point where like during the pandemic, we actually started delivering food. Um, at first, we were delivering food to a local high school where on the weekends, the kids yeah. don't have food if we weren't delivering it. We've now switched to an elementary school where if we don't go pick up that food once a week on the weekends, those kids don't have food. Oh, And we have a hard time like because we we prefer to collect money for it because we go to Second Harvest Food Bank and we shop and then we take what we get to them. Well, when we go into the place and shop, it's produce is free. Yeah. And like meat or anything like that, it's 19 cents a pound. I mean, it's great if you want to give me cans, but I can get so much more if you just gave me what you spent on those cans. Yeah. Let me go in and shop for this and then deliver it. And people are just like, well, I'd rather give you the cans because, you know, I don't know what you're doing with this money. And I'm like, it's literally a website where you're literally putting it right into the account that goes right to Second Harvest. Now, you're who are you feeding? You're feeding children that can't have no access to it or no car? So these are kids. It's called Emma Jewell Charter School. It's in Cocoa, Florida. And um, it's a great school. I actually thought about putting Addison there because it's just a very diverse school. Mm. A great school. Like, yeah, there's not a lot of diversity yeah, in, like, in uh, I, Florida to, from I what I've I can't say how many times she came home from school. Her kindergarten teacher used to teach her this ABC Jesus song. And I'm like, <laughs> you do not do that in public school, first of all. Second of all, my family, we're humanists. We aren't Christians, so stop pushing your whatever on my kid. Teach her the normal ABC song the rest of us learned, you know? Um, I'm not sure where that happened and where all of this got tied in together. I am absolutely sure there are people behind it and making sure that it continues. But I, I agree with you that people that, you know, we often recite and do things, even the Pledge of Allegiance is uh, propaganda. It was written, it was a pro-war song. And so, yeah, (laughs) I can't believe that. But yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, don't read that book. Well, even in in elementary school, when they started kneeling um, in football games, there was a huge announcement at her school and I just happened to be there to hear it. And they were like, if any kids get caught kneeling and I was just like, excuse me. If I knew what they were doing, I would have kneeled. Yeah, you would have kneeled. Well, good for you. Good for you. Well, listen, it's time to wrap up. So I want to ask you again, Addison, why do you be the change? Why do you want to keep being the change? I just think if we keep on fighting, other people will join. And if other people keep joining, we will be stronger than the politicians. And then we can get stuff done. Wonderful. I think that's great. And get stuff done is what I want to do as well. We need to get stuff done. So I'm going to say if anyone wants to reach out to you, they can find you at rebel underscore Addison on Instagram. What's the rebel for? Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) Star Wars? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So it's rebel underscore Addison. And you can also get in touch with Jen at Jen underscore Mayor nine and that's m-a-y-e-r and the number nine and that's two n's and jen so thank you both for being on today it was such a pleasure to have you and i'm so thankful 
for young souls like you in this world going out there and being the change. And thank you. I hope you keep continuing. I'm also so grateful for- And if you find a young activist in your life, make sure you support them. They do not get a lot of support. They get a lot of pushback from older people who, you know, basically don't want to give up their power yet, I'm assuming. I'm not really sure, but it's it's bizarre. It is bizarre. And I thank you, Jen, for saying that because yeah. it is, because oftentimes it was like, my goodness, I remember, so I'm Gen X, but I remember being told not to, I was talking too loud or not to speak up or to not do this or not toot your own horn or not blah, 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 right? So Addison, I'm sure that people tell you that you're being, that, you know, like back off, right? Do you get that a lot? Yeah. Yeah. People tell me that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm too young to understand. I see. And what do you say back to them? Well, we don't normally respond to them, but in my head, I say, I do know what's going on. I do understand because I don't have a right to my body. I don't have rights. The only people who have rights are uh, white, straight men. (laughs) Yes, that is true. They have pretty much grabbed all the rights, right? And nothing gets taken away from them, which is interesting, isn't it? Well, keep fighting the good fight and thank you for doing it. And it was a pleasure to have you on. And I'm glad that we're friends on Instagram. Stay in touch. And I look forward to seeing you elected as president of the United States someday. She's going to have a very open White House. Yes. There Uh, you go. For my inauguration, I I have a couple punk rock bands that's already lined up. Already lined up. And my mama, my drag mama, uh, is going to hold the Constitution while I Get get sworn in. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I hope I get an invite and I will be there for that inauguration. (laughs) Well, thank you both today. Thank you for being on Be The Change. Yes, thank Thank you. you. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and are inspired. We grow with supporters and listeners like you. So please share this podcast with your community and follow us on Instagram at bethechange.nyc. And to learn more about our guests and what you can do to be the change, go to our website at www.bethechange.nyc. That's bethechange.nyc. Thank you and be well.